y'all. You're listening to Diagnosing Sitcoms and Movies, the DSM podcast. We help make mental health more comfortable by using Black movies and shows we know and love and culture to remove stigma. So join our convo with your host, Courtney Copeland, licensed mental health counselor. And Dr. B, licensed professional counselor. Making my way downtown, walking fast, something, something, and I'm home now. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you sound like Marcus and Kevin. <laughs> This episode, we are talking about the 2004 crime comedy, White Chicks. <laughs> of course, another Wayans film because that's just what we do over here. <laughs> because why not? Why not? So Don't just ask to put, why ask why not? <laughs> exactly. So just to put things in perspective for my friends, because y'all care about my business. Um, I was 14 years old when this movie came out, <laughs> and I don't think I was allowed to watch it. I think at I 14? Snickingly. Yeah, bro. My life. I'm gonna write a memoir or some shit. What are these days? <laughs> I'm waiting on the doc. Can I act as myself in the biopic? Oh yeah. Okay. No, no <laughs> one can be you. <laughs> or you could get uh, what's the girl to be kissing on Michael B. Jordan? Uh, Tessa Thompson. I like her. Mm, she like, like her. Mm-hmm. Word. Got mm-hmm. it. Noted. <laughs> Tessa. I don't even have a pen. Yeah. Writing it down. <laughs> it, it's it's in the podcast history. It's out there in the world now. It's um, in the world. Right. <laughs> So aside from a thousand miles, uh, who the song they they I hope that Vanessa Carlton like paid the Wayne's brothers some money for popularizing her song amongst the black community. <laughs> for real, because I had no idea. And as I was watching it again, I was like, wow, like this is a real song. <laughs> One. And then two, I was like, oh, I think a lot. Like when when we hear that in the club, it's like oh, oh, and I need you. <laughs> and I miss you. <laughs> and, and now, now I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had no, like, no. But knowing me, I would eventually stumble upon that song because it's actually, it's actually a nice song. It's actually a good song. I kind of like yeah. the song. I do. It's cute. Oh. My favorite quote from this movie is, move, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> when he was going to the bathroom. <laughs> Move, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. He was running in a touchdown. Move, girl. <laughs> girl. And the legs in the stall for me. It was the legs. Why your legs look like that? Why are you taking the shit? Please, bro. Ground yourself. Because his butt was exploded. <laughs> Ground yourself, okay? Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't feel like it's exploded if you put your feet on the ground. Ground yourself. No, um, favorite part is Guantala Mela. Oh, gosh. Guantala Mela. Aida Guantala Mela. Guantala Mela. Bruh, like 100%. And when I'm like, wow. It called the three pieces of hair. <laughs> when they took off the chest here. <laughs> 
like, what? This was the first time I actually paid that attention. <laughs> and you threw it up on that thing. I was like, oh, okay. The commitment. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Details, baby. <laughs> they go all the way. If there's one thing that the Wayans Brothers is going to do, it's going to be commit. <laughs> Man, listen. They committed like a motherfucker. Um, you know what was interesting? I saw... Because HBO, you know how they be. It gives you like the recommendations after watching a movie. Okay. Like, and Big Mama was the next movie up. And Q, Big Mama's House. Big Mama's House, yes. And I was like, damn, there was definitely an era where men were definitely doing the whole makeup thing. And a lot of them were crime movies. Right. <laughs> because then. Yeah. I mean, other than Eddie Murphy, like nah, for, Eddie Murphy's in a league of his own. He was like, that was like just pure comedy. And it was like multiple characters. It was like, it was like, are you trying to save money on actors? <laughs> he would do amazing with, with AI right now. Like, oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he would be lit if he just took advantage of AI right now. Anyhow, I'm sorry. I got off. I got off topic. I'm so freaking pissed. <laughs> gonna have, oh my gosh, she's gonna have a BF. <laughs> What's that? A bitch fit. <laughs> Don't have a bitch no, fit. No, I'm gonna write a letter. Write <laughs> a letter. <laughs> I am a white woman in America. In America. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then when she was like, you guys look different. <laughs> and then she's like, your lips went from Cameron Diaz to Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> and he tried to bite his lips like. <laughs> they didn't that, think so. She said, I got off the table looking like freaking sick. <laughs> I don't understand how people didn't tell them apart. Like they didn't do that well with makeup. Them hands and them feet. Girl. The side them shoulders. Feet. Girl, the way he busted out that jacket. (laughs) It was like the Hulk. (laughs) Right. She said, breathe. Pew, 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 pew. (laughs) Maybe. Hilarious. This movie, (laughs) definitely a good one. I I haven't watched it in a while, so it was nice to watch it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say out of all the Wayne's Brother movies, like, I guess... This makes the list. This makes the cut. I think I am personally biased with how much I appreciate this film because their names are Marcus and Kevin Copeland. And Marcus initials, well, his full name was Marcus Anthony Copeland. And my uncle Michael gives all of his children uh, the M-A-C initials. Mm -hmm. So Marcus could have been my cousin. He is your cousin. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't yeah. need to come visit though, because it's like they tear stuff up. <laughs> and do, baby, two hundred something thousand dollars worth of damages. I'm good on you. <laughs> Stay over here. I'm good. I'm good. No, I don't need help. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but they did not make pretty women to me. Was it just? I did, mm. Girl, that's why I was mm. like, how did people get confused? These girls was ugly. Do that again. I'm a bust. Out in tears. Uh, <laughs> he's like, you trying to look at my lumps? <laughs> Take my G-string off. Handle mine, son. I handle mine. <laughs> Relax. Relax. You're a woman now. Welcome to our world. <laughs> mm. 
But I'm definitely going to turn around one day and ask somebody if they're looking at my lumps. I have the opportunity to do it because I got ass. I do. Mm-hmm. Ask about me. Your lovely lady lumps. My lady <laughs> lumps. <laughs> in the back and in the front. Okay, I'm stop. <laughs> I'm stop. I'm stop. You started it, by the way. She was thinking it. One quote that I do um, say completely out of context from this movie is anytime um, like something, somebody's making a mess or somebody's like cleaning something, I look at them and say, clean it up, Cocor. (laughs) (laughs) But why did Marley think that it was okay to just bop her with all of that powder and not (laughs) (laughs) do nothing else after? (laughs) And it was the way he carelessly went into the rest of what he was doing. God, so annoying. Get <laughs> <Get> up, Coco. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. And um, when Latrell found out that Marcus was not only a man, but a black man, the deception, betrayal, <laughs> you deceived me. <laughs> Are you telling me that you... I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a woman. White? Oh, the the deception. The betrayal, man. You deceived me. Right. I mean, I think he would have been okay with him being a male. He would have certainly He already woke up in the bed next to Russ. Right. You know, a bit of a shocker, but he seemed like he was all right with it. Hey, he might have found something he liked. Honey. We are not here to judge. (laughs) We are not. We are not. Get it how Somebody you get this jigaboo away from me. I said, Dad, it, it was the jigaboo. He was like a jigaboo <laughs> trying to find some new news. Actually, he's a wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> wannabe, <ba-da-da-da-da. laughs> uh, coming soon, uh, on the DSM podcast school days, <laughs> right? We should be wait. I thought we did that. We tried. We had uh, some technical difficulties and then we gave up. The both of us said, fuck it, I don't want to do it no more. And we never did anything with it. Ouch. Um. <laughs> yeah, but that that's how bad like the episode of us recording it was. Like, it just was like, fucking never mind. Forget it then. Oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta run it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely gotta run it. Huh. All right then, ma'am. Let's get into these diagnoses. All right. So first things first. No, so I realized with the new DSM um, revision is like they have this core cultural fo- uh, formulation and interview. Um, and I thought, you know, that that would be something that I would definitely want to use with Latrell. But I don't want to start with Latrell just yet. Okay. I want to start. I want to start with my girl, Lisa. Lisa was troubled. Lisa was troubled. And. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin she was out. going through. She, she was. Oprah, Dr. Phil, somebody. <laughs> he said, you need professional help. I said, Andy, Andy, at first I was like, Duke. And then it just got, it went real. They went left, left, left. Yo, where she said, where she gave different voices to it. Tina, the talking Tommy. I said, oh, oh, this is, this is more. <laughs> it's a little bit more. <laughs> it just... <laughs> Yeah, white body image. 
I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I really, I, you know, I know the Wayans brothers definitely have like the tendency to really like play up on certain like stereotypes or certain types of things, especially in all aspects, not just with black people, but in other cultures and genders. And so for women, it's like, we can, So for women, it's like we can relate to her because we've all had that moment in the dressing room where you're like, damn, my, my bag fat is just not where it needs to be in this outfit. You know, my, I got cellulite. You know, that became a thing. That's just raggedy. I hate cellulite. But it's Everyone right. has it. You could be skinny and have it. Yeah, it's just crazy. Swat so, over shorts. <clears throat> you know what I heard? You got foam roll. You got to roll it out. Oh, that worked? Mm-hmm. It worked. It worked. Mm-hmm. Make sure you do the booty. <laughs> I got to because I got like chunky. Like it's like if when I wear shorts, you know how there's like the cup or the butt, mm-hmm. there's like the cheekage. Mm-hmm. But under that, it's just like extra lumps. So it looked like my cheek mm-hmm. is hanging out when it's not even that cheek. It's just lumpy. It's all right. It's just roll it. Just sit on the it, roller. In fact, roll. does not have a different voice than the than the rest of me though. That's good. <laughs> so I think I think I am in within a normal scope of. Right. So I wouldn't diagnose you with body dysmorphic disorder. But we definitely did for Lisa. Lisa got that one, baby. Okay, friends, let me let me explain why. Okay. And I'm gonna give you the full diagnosis in a moment. So because she fit almost all criteria. And did like preoccupation with one or more perceived effects or flaws in physical appearance that are not observable or appear slight to others. The way Marcus licked his lips. And she pulled up that, 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 uh, that skirt. So sexy. I was like, damn, Marcus, you a hoe. That was Kevin. Yeah. That was Kevin? Yeah, Marcus ain't looking at Kevin, he, you. Know Kevin, who his wife Kevin. Is. He ain't looking Girl, at nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right. So right. That was Kevin. Kevin was definitely, he was like trying to get at all the girls. Like, chill out, bro. You a woman. Chill out. Um, <laughs> and then, at some point during the course of the disorder, the individual has performed repetitive behavior. So mirror checking. So this wasn't the first time that she's had this type of like meltdown. With couldn't have been. They had different voices. They had different voices. Like, damn, she was crazy. And then she didn't compare herself to others, um, but you can tell that you know she she was looking for the reassurance, but wasn't quite accepting of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he told her you look good and tried to give her other suggestions. Look at my huge badonkey. I she had a little like, picture booty. No picture booty. I had a picture booty. Like, girl, come on. Stop it. Um, preoccupation causes cl- clinically significant distress or impairment. I wouldn't say that it was so bad. It caused social impairment. If any one of those other girls had a went in there with her, they would have been just as freaked out as Kevin was. That's social impairment. If you can't go shopping with your friends without having a, a, a emotional breakdown, mm-hmm. that's some social impairment. Okay. Okay. I And I can also see her comparing herself to the twins, you know. Um, mm-hmm. They were like competitive with them and it's just like in, in a weird way. Um, so that being said, um, oh, and then last criteria, the appearance uh, preoccupation is not better explained by concerns with body fat or weight in an individual whose symptoms 
meet diagnostic criteria for eating uh, for an eating disorder. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if that would have been there too um, to try to help. But we didn't see any disordered eating behaviors when no. she was at the the table, or she tried to get a piece of quiche and Marcus. <laughs> Move that's no. out the way. <laughs> okay. For her well, own good. Also, also said that uh, Lisa had poor insight along with um, the body dysmorphic disorder and mm-hmm. that she did not, that she thought that the body dysmorphic disorder beliefs, they, that believing that those beliefs were probably true. There mm-hmm. wasn't, I have the, I see this this way and I know it's not true. I think that she very much so believed the things that she was saying about her body. Yeah. You know, and I think, with this particular disorder, it isn't uncommon for it to be a comorbid or um, what am I trying to say? I think I said so, it comorbid, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, That's a word. Type of disorder. I was like, wait, morbid. That sounds definitely. <laughs> so in other words, she'll have this and something else. What is the something <laughs> else that you were trying to say that this is co-occurring <clears throat> with? <laughs> I mean, it could be a number of things, but even one of the, the ones just kind of going back would be either anxiety disorder um, it could also be major depressive disorder or eating disorder. So we would have to mm-hmm. definitely rule out um, some of those. But again, it's too early to give that diagnosis and we don't have enough information. So mm-hmm. I gave her the exact diagnosis of um, dysmorphic, uh, body dysmorphic disorder with muscle, um, with muscle dis, uh, dis... You gave her the muscles? Yeah. Well, because it says the individual is pretty That one is too small. Too small. That's when you think your body and your mu- your body build is too small or, ins- or insufficiently muscular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, but if she if she was fat, like it, that means she's insufficiently muscular, right? She thinks she's fat. Am I misunderstanding? Uh huh. Okay. I'm still keeping it. Think muscles and like, especially like with men who get like the implants or bodybuilders who still feel like they're tiny and small. Why are you sipping so loud? I hate you. <laughs> what I see. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> so they get the muscle people getting implants and what he mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. Then the people, the, the, the bodybuilders is the one who have muscle dysmorphia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her, I gave her with poor insight. What'd you do? Yes, that too as well. I said that already. Oh, you did? Oh. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> oh wait! I'm next, not, wait, wait. We have we have to do prognosis and how we would treat her. I will have to refer her out. That is not an area that I've had a lot of training in, as far as like, um, especially what my concern of disorder eating. Disorder eating is not something that I've had a lot of training in. So I definitely would be getting her uh, referral to fully assess whether or not she does have an eating disorder, and then if so, to receive services specific to that area because it's a whole model that you have to operate from. You need to make sure that the person is healthy. They have to like medically get checked out, all of those things, in order to ensure that they are getting proper level of treatment for that because it is a, it's a physical something as well so because that is impacting your physical body I would want to make sure that she was connected with someone who could treat all of those issues um prognosis is I think that she probably is still going to continue to believe that because she's going to continue to receive those negative images from culture 
Yeah, especially her being in the scene, you know, and so much involved in it. Like your image yep. is everything within that group. Unless um, she can make it till the 2010s, in which case then everyone wants to be shaped curvaceous okay. with lady lumps and things like that. And they're injecting themselves with it. Mm. So it just depends on whether or not she rides out the, the trend. Right. True, true, That's true. That's so terrible. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I, I think with her, <laughs> with her, <laughs> she would uh, be really good with like CBT for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I also feel like an integrative approach. So definitely getting some like a team of people, like it can't just be talk therapy alone. Like it has to be like a whole disciplinary. Yes. Like for this to really do what it needs to do but given that and the amount of money and the way insurance is in America uh, girl she rich it don't she, matter you right <laughs> she'll be fine <laughs> next <laughs> who's next <laughs> who you got on your list um I did okay talking about people that I did not know, diagnose real quickly did not diagnose Tori because I felt like she was the most uh well-adjusted friend out of the whole group the one with the red hair she had everything together and was and was the publicist for all of them and sent them holes on their marching orders and then I did not diagnose Karen either I just said that she was a silly hoe poor baby needed better friends and then once Marcus and Kevin was her friends and started telling her the truth she was able to establish some real serious boundaries about how she wanted to engage with people and not just be only a booty call she mm. deserved more yeah like not being be more than just a floor mat but hey she wasn't even that <laughs> so the way he chin checked her after that i said oh that's me i would have <laughs> let's get on to his goofy ass then um he i diagnosed him yes. as a narcissist what did i diagnose nothing what <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what you try to say right there I don't even even know. Uh, okay, even, so, even though. I don't even even. Um, so I was thinking like a personality disorder. Um, not necessarily narcissist. I was thinking antisocial. We're still in the but, same cluster B family. So I'll give I'll give you that. I'll say I'll say yeah, because of the the grandiose sense of self importance can only be can only commiserate with others who are as equally of status as him mm-hmm. as he views himself. And mm-hmm. then for her to be like, "I'm not your doormat," he like, who said you were even special enough to be that bitch? Like, Oof. Oof. Uh, <laughs> that hurt with the chin check. Don't forget the chin check. Like you need to. Oh. Yeah, I threw my drink at him. Um, Bro, no, I wouldn't, because I wouldn't have been messing with Heath in the first place, even been in that situation. I know. Like, why are you steady trying to take Tiffany girl? I mean, man, was that Tiffany man? One of them hoes. Anywho, mm-hmm. lack empathy, the arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes, sense of entitlement, excessive mm. admiration, believing that they were spe- that he was special. Mm. Just, uh, mm. I like yours mm. better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he was he wasn't a great person. So I don't know if I really like him. He was. I don't really like him. And I know we're not supposed to say that we don't like our clients, although it's true. Like, I think there are a whole slew of helping professionals who really don't like y'all. 
But that is one thing that is unique about um, narcissism because coming in as a client, at first they would seem like a really cool, Mm -hmm. uh, charismatic individual. And then Mm -hmm. it, it would be with time and visual and hearing of patterns that you would kind of see oh no this person is a whole ass narcissist mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. all right let's let's look at how we adjust this because they're going to try to present their best selves first it's not going to be until either like you challenge them or something so you try to present another person's person's point of view and they devalue it that you would even see those traits um in session so i think at first i would think he was oh okay just this rich white man and then through work i'd be like Oh, you oh. ain't shit. Oh. So okay. you want to talk about mother. <laughs> Time. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, that wasn't in our quotes, but it's okay. Yeah. It's in there now. <laughs> I was thinking, it's written down. I just never got to it. Fully in a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So we got sheep out of the way. Um, yes. yes. Who else you got wrong? Um, so many, so many. I diagnosed the Vander Guilds together, Heather and Megan, because basically they was the same person. Mm-hmm. One with a long hairstyle, one with a short one. Uh, player hating dickheads. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Personality disorder. <laughs> yes. Like, really though? Reason for them to be okay. Now I get it. Uh Karen was sleeping with your man. That's one thing. But Brittany and Tiffany wasn't doing nothing for y'all to have so much static with them. Not nothing. There was no reason. There's no reason. And that's why they got at your mama and said that she breastfeed like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> but uh i felt that their ways of perceiving themselves uh and other people and events uh had some areas where we could see that their cognition was definitely impacted by the playing hater di- dickhead disorder um as well as their range and intensity and appropriateness of emotional reactions their mm-hmm. interpersonal functioning with them not they didn't even seem like their friends were really their friends they was just like they follow up people they was just like come on girls and mm-hmm. they all just Girl. followed <laughs> that eight count had me. <laughs> but why do I want to learn it? <laughs> so that I could bust this. They move. did come out with the. the dun, 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 dun. They I did. I said, yeah. okay. I see you. You went to hip hop class. It's paying off. Next slumber party. (laughs) (laughs) And I need you to go and roll my hair. I cool. (laughs) I think you were black in a class life. (laughs) Like what? What did he say? (laughs) He just said, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what else you got? Play hand dickheads. Oh, yeah. I just diagnosed them as that. I felt like there were personality disorders amongst the two of them. Um, And I diagnosed their daddy with another. This personality disorder ridden this family. Mm. Warren Vandergild with antisocial personality disorder. He was a whole ass criminal. 
So not Is only he? did he try to kidnap these people, he had already tried to swindle Ted Burton and then got mad when Ted Burton ended up doing the flippy flop switcheroo, the okie doke, mm-hmm. and had his money in the offshore accounts. And then Warren was broke. And so instead of like, OK, maybe I'll do a Ponzi scheme, back, get back on and then, you know, I can operate business. No, this man decided that he wanted to start kidnapping people. And he didn't just kidnap the Wilsons. He kidnapped some other people before that. And that's even why the FBI was trying to keep the Wilsons safe. Mm-hmm. This man was crazy. Indeed. You're right. You're right. I we see can go it. through the actual criteria as well for antisocial personality, mm-hmm. where I felt that he fit the failure to conform to social norms with respect to lawful behaviors, mm-hmm. uh, deceitfulness as indicated by lying, lying, <laughs> and conning others for personal profits. His, uh, irritability, reckless disregard for safety of self or others, just firing guns into crowds. Who does that? Consistent irresponsibility (laughs) and lack of remorse. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't care. He was like, "Uh, we needed the money. Like, I did what I needed to do. So, whatever. But did you die? Uh, Exactly. Only two people got (laughs) shot. I mean, it's not so bad. No biggie. <laughs> well, I think now he's in jail, so I don't know if there's really mm-hmm. much we can offer him. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't think he is because he probably would have gotten out by now because white collar crime doesn't get you. Oh, well, no, kidnapping, kidnapping gives you some serious time. So if they really mm-hmm. do get him, but he's probably doing fair time, so he's probably chilling, um, mm-hmm. sipping grape juice. Mm-hmm. Grape juice? I mean, they can't have wine in prison, can they? If it is, it's that toilet wine that somebody making post it down. Actually, it's hooch. Okay, mind your man. <laughs> <laughs> that hooch is tasty. I'm just kidding. I've never had it. I've never been to prison. <laughs> never been to prison. But I'm, I'm certain it's, it's probably really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Anywho, but if he is out on a technicality or something, I was wondering, well, because he ain't got no money, so he really can't pay for a real good lawyer unless one of his friends pay for him a lawyer. But even then, they ain't looking out for him because he ain't got no real friends. But he had to kidnap people. You um, know, he looked like he friends with Rudy Giuliani, so it's all right. He'll be. And back then, he'll be fine. Yeah, back then, he'll be fine. He's just fine. You know what? He's all right. So then in which case he wouldn't, we wouldn't see him as a client because he wouldn't come in for treatment because he wouldn't think anything is wrong. So prognosis is terrible. Um, I hope that he gets caught up in a, in a Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme and (laughs) really does lose all of his money. Just like that. Uh, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's so interesting how movies can make you hate a person without even really knowing them. It's crazy. Like, I don't like that man. But if I see him in another movie, uh, I think I might like him. Like, uh, what is that shit called? What's that movie? That Christmas movie. Home Alone. Isn't that his daddy? That is. Yeah, I love him in that. Because he was more concerned about Kevin than his wife was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's that. He's always going to be. He's in big, too. He was in Beaches. Ooh. I don't know what that was. 
Mm-hmm. I like that Midler. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> show. All right. Moving right along. All right. You know, um, I just want to get into Latrell. Oh, Lord. Latrell Spencer. Watch those marshmallows. <laughs> oh, my God. So many bunnies. <laughs> I need my boots. I'm about to go skiing. Shut Poor Tony. Poor Tony. Tony just needed the money. Okay. Tony needed it. Because <laughs> the way he was just taking notes on everything. Like, what are you? What are you? A transcriber? Sit down. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so I diagnosed Luttrell with um dissociative identity disorder. Word. I think so. Can he have that and histrionic personality disorder? Well, let's dive into it, friend. <laughs> let's try. Let's try. Well, you know, if we're looking at differential disorders, um, histrionic isn't necessarily on there. However, there are person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you take have it back. Personality disorder and dissociate. Right. Exactly. I was about to say it, there is the differential diagnosis is a personality disorder. Individuals with disassociative identity disorder often present identities that appear to encapsulate a variety of uh, severe personality disorders uh, feature, suggesting a different di- differential diagnosis of personality s- disorder, especially of borderline type. So that's one to consider. We'll see. I don't know. But so I was looking at this disassociative identity disorder because there's a disruption. All these damn deeds, bruh. Okay, I got a speech impediment that was never diagnosed. And <laughs> let me stop because that's not funny. It was. <laughs> Disruption of identity characterized by two or more distinct personality states, which may be described in some cultures as an experience of pos- uh, possession. Did I say it right? He was know, possessed? He wasn't possessed. But he had a distinct personality state. Actually, I take he it back. He had two separate? He didn't. I take it back. I take it all the way back. But something was wrong with him, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I diagnosed him with histrionic personality disorder. I felt that he had a pervasive pattern of excessive emotionality and attention seeking, and that he presented with uh, the following criteria with interaction with others being often characterized as inappropriate, sexually seductive, or provocative mm-hmm. behavior. Like, who just walks up on somebody and just, would they... Just... Mm-hmm. So you were in a Speedo talking about, be careful, vanilla, don't want you to melt. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Mm, yeah. I'd have been just like him. Asa La Visa, Arnold Schwartz, me, girl. Um, no. Displays rapidly shifting and shallow expressions of emotion. Consistently uses physical appearance to draw attention to self. Has a style of speech that is excessively <laughs> impressionistic and lacking in detail. Shows self-dramatization, theatricality, and exaggerated expression of emotion. Is easily influenced by others or circumstances. He just was like, no, I don't think I want to drug her. It works? Okay, I'll drug her. Like, that shouldn't have been as easy of a conversation as it was. I felt like there should have been some more questions. <laughs> there should have been levels to that. Um, and then <laughs> considers relationship to be more intimate than they actually are. He was That's, fully in love with Marcus yeah. and... Squeeze me. Squeeze me. 
You know why I said dissociative disorder? Because he was self-hating black man, and I think that all self-hating black people have dissociative disorders. Correct. <laughs> Correct. He did it for me. Oh, I feel so. I was like, we're gonna we're gonna align on this, and then you're like, actually, no. I'm like, oh. I didn't say no. I said yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and you read it and said yeah, no. <laughs> well, because. Like you said, there's no like there, we can't see that there's like a polar opposite of himself. Um, I mean, maybe as like an athlete, it might show up differently, but I don't really think it would. He's like OJ. I'm not black. I'm OJ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not black. I'm Latrell. Negro, please. <laughs> it's like when he's on the dance floor. Oh, my God. He is so ridiculous. That man lives for a moment to have his shirt off. <laughs> because he's history. <laughs> Bing. Damn, Terry, I think you might have some talking to do with a professional. Ooh, I don't know what's going on with the real Terry, so I didn't even want to get into that because you're not my client. Right. Not my client. <laughs> <laughs> we said we what would you really do cool. with Latrell if... <laughs> I couldn't even. I like I would do that. He danced into your office. What would you do? I would do that intake, and I'd be like, "Actually, I think we might be better off seeing other people." (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you seeing other people, but I do give credit to that because I do feel that he is someone who probably would request. Just if if there was an agency setting or if Mm -hmm. he had options, he would request a white clinician just because he would feel like their truth is more right. Um, Yeah. Uh, So at him, like Uncle Ruckus, I would refuse as client and Mm -hmm. I would be like, please take this referral and go ahead to a white person that can give you the things that you want to hear because you're not going to want to hear nothing coming out of my jiggable lips. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) that's what it's gonna sound like (laughs) let me help you (laughs) bye 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 okay so what about his imposter nader imposter imposter nader oh i like that word i made it up Mm -hmm. you can have it you can use it we put it in dsm yeah imposter nader syndrome (laughs) when you imposter Someone else. <laughs> what? What? Do you even have a doctorate, really? <laughs> uh, y'all, Rosie is sick, and I think that the medicine is starting to kick in. <laughs> it's Sudafed. Sudafed. My head feels definitely like a bubble. Yeah. The <laughs> balloon? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't do that. I told you, stop moving your head. <laughs> so... Latrell number two, also known Who as the fuck is Latrell number two? Kevin. Oh, yeah. Okay. My bad. That yeah. was my bad. You right. <laughs> Girl, get together. You ain't no, no damn soup fit. <laughs> What's your excuse? <laughs> you know, so Kevin. And then it took me all of up until now to realize his name, the name that he was using was Latrell's name. Don't. Just, just now. I didn't diagnose Kevin with a full diagnosis. I just said that he low-key is a liar and a manipulator and it's not okay. He, he lies and he manipulates so bad. Like he's a really good liar. Unlike myself, however. Terrible liar. 
Yeah. I'm a really bad liar. Like if it was a, if it was a life or death situation and I had to lie, I would certainly die because why? I can't. I can't. I looked into it. I tried it. I can't. It's like, I'd be trying to tell the story and then you come back and then I'd be like, what did I say? <laughs> because my memory is shit. So when you have bad memory, you can't tell a lie because I can't remember what lie I told you. Although there are some people who will lie and even still maintain a story several different ways. So hmm. she's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So anyway, <laughs> for that reason, because he is a habitual liar, a habitual liar. Um, who I, you call I, it a habitch? <laughs> you a habitch. <laughs> I, I mean, he, okay. He didn't have the grandiose sense of self, which, you know, is part of the criteria for narcissistic personality disorder. But I don't know what it was that he really needed. He was so preoccupied with this idea of being the heroes. Like, once we do this, we're going to be the heroes. So it's going to, we're going to rule all, out all the dumb shit that we did and be heroes, uh, which actually happened at the end of the story. Go figure. I don't think that he thinks that he's special, but I feel like he has a sense of entitlement. Like he's entitled to do what he does because he's a part of the FBI. And um, he lacks empathy. And then seeing that, especially in the car scene, when he's like, um, you know, I never even considered to ask what you want to do. I just, you know, kind of make up these things and hope know that you're going to have my back. Right. So he never considers himself or anyone else, including Marcus. I don't know. He just he kind of has an a arrogant type of attitude in that he just felt like he could just push up on old girl. I mean, it worked. I was kind of <laughs> annoyed by that. Um, it only works because he had as uh, Tiffany or Brittany, whichever one he was. He was asking questions of what mm-hmm. she liked and then using that to then the manipulation of it all. So I definitely see where you're going with that. And I completely mm-hmm. agree. I think, mm-hmm. I, I think if he was my client, I would be interested in using some Adlerian things with him because I think that there is a lot of birth order stuff going on there yeah. with him being older brother to Marcus um, and feeling like he has to save the day. He has to fix the things. It, it all has to be okay. And he has to be the one to make it that way. And I think that, with him and Marcus are definitely caught up in some patterns. And I think it, even in the movie, we see them get caught in, pa- in that same pattern. Because at first, Marcus is really going to like establish a boundary. We're going home. This is it. Or we can either call mm-hmm. for backup, but then closes the phone and says, no, we don't need backup. We'll just do it your way. Mm-hmm. And while, yes, indeed, it works in the end, but that's what keeps patterns going is that mm-hmm. <laughs> there's some reward from it. It feels good in the moment. It seems mm-hmm. like the right thing to do because, yes, I should have my brother's back, but it's also okay for you to establish a boundary and for him to have your back sometimes too. It should go both ways and not just in crime fighting circumstances and situations, but also in instances with your boss, also in instances with your lady, mm-hmm. all of those things. Yeah, Because he could have just pulled his mask off when Gina bust into the room and been like, it's me then. But he just stood mm-hmm. there like a dummy. When they was talking to the chief, he said, Marcus got something he want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... With that one, especially um, for number six of the criteria is interpersonally exploitive. So he takes mm. advantage of others to achieve his own ends. Right. So we're going to do we're going to get in this case, Marcus. 
<laughs> right? Um, but I also feel like he has an excessive pride for achievement. And so with that, I think that's kind of, you know, really moving or motivating him to to act and behave in the way that he's behaving. Um, so that would be something I would work with him on is like, so what do these types of achievement mean to you? Um, because then when it doesn't happen, it's like when he went like within the first case, like when it didn't happen, it was like, well, let me show you again. I'm going to show you. And she's like, all right, like you're really losing it right here. Okay. Like you, like he literally, oh, and the other thing I gave him was a Z code um, of th- threat of job loss. Child, Technically, I did dress up as white women. And that, <laughs> and that. Instead of just admitting that he was wrong and that they messed up, because when the the when the dog flew out the window, he could have just stopped the car, but he did. He just he kept swerving for some reason. Mm-hmm. And so once they faces got all scratched up, instead of just admitting that they messed up, he instead mm-hmm. said, "We're going to dress up as white women for an entire weekend, an entire weekend, bro, and impostrate these people, impostrate." That that's not right. That's not how you said it. <laughs> I think it is. It's a it's a, it's a synonym. I don't know. Oh my lord! <laughs> ah, where did I get my doctorate from? <laughs> I can't say it out loud. Not not in this context. But then they're gonna be like, uh, she don't belong to. Us. <laughs> okay, matter. You got one. One percent. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with Mark with uh, Kevin. Kevin was yes. off the chain. What is your prognosis? Do you think that Kevin is ever gonna get better? <laughs> no. Ah, I no. don't think that Kevin would get better unless the people around him also um, changed their way of interacting with him. I right. think if if the people around him gave him some m- more stable boundaries, um, did not allow him to be as exploitive or manipulative in the way, or even reward some of his lying, then I think he would be more adept to change. But I don't see it as long as he continues to be rewarded for the uh, just needing to accomplish and no one holding him accountable. Because even the girl, what was the girl name? Denise. Denise. Even Denise, like, she was like, yeah, you lied to me this whole time. But any man that could take a bullet for me is definitely can take me out. No, girl, huh? No, no, girl. No. That's, 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 that's a trauma bond. Now I'm a little concerned because you don't said you don't had a pattern of bad relationships before him. And they was all deadbeats. And now you want that this man who just lied to you mm-hmm. and prostrated someone. <laughs> <laughs> and just has been manipulative for the entire time that you've known him so far. And because he did his job, mm-hmm. which was to not let you get shot. Not, mm-hmm. you know, just because he care, but it's his job because he right. in the FBI. Now he can, yes, continue to take you out. I'm a little concerned. And if no one else's behavior changes, there's no reason for his to change. I mean, I would have been concerned when he said I made 30000 a year. I ain't judging anybody making 30000 a year, but shit. I'm thinking that if you were FBI agent, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Back I, I in, would assume. I would right? assume. I'm like, back in 2004, I'm certain that it's more now. But back then... Did, she need to help him sue because you a whole FBI agent. There's some discrimination and some workplace okay. bias going on with your paycheck. Okay. Shit. <laughs> is this your first year? Is that why you acting like this? You're on probation? That's why it's... Yeah. 
It's only 30. They, they, they dot your pay because they had to pay for all them fixes. Hey. That's what it was. All mm-hmm. the ice cream he spilled everywhere. That's mm-hmm. that it came mm-hmm. out of his check. It made sense now. Sheesh. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Bye, Tyrone. <laughs> sorry if your name is Tyrone. I'm sorry. Not all Tyrones are. Okay. More importantly, sorry if you make $30,000 a year because it's hard out here. There's, there's right really now. Nothing Inflation wrong is no joke. It's no joke. Listen, I've made. $30,000. And I were also I might work. not make 30 right now. <laughs> I was struggling college student. <laughs> I also work four Bill jobs. Triggers. I four four jobs at a time. I had, I had someone done a, uh, an accountant doing my taxes one year from H&R Block. And he said, he looked at my wage and he said, so how do you survive? I said, don't even worry about it. Okay. <laughs> they call me Ginger. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Not your business. Do your job. <laughs> Judging me. But you know, I had to work real hard to get to where I'm at now. Jeez. Good day. But $30,000, that, that was a blow. I was like, whew. I would definitely not work for the FBI for that. <laughs> Risk my I life. get shot at. Yeah. Hmm. Good. <laughs> I need That's a why so many dirty cops out here. Bruh, for real. <laughs> Trying to make it me. <laughs> Shit, let me get that. You oh, we have a kilo that we just got. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put half that shit in. in. <laughs> we got a kilo. <laughs> Don't tell nobody. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So who is next? Gina. Marcus. Oh, just oh, kidding. Gina, no, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Do Marcus first. That's actually, no. that makes more sense. I got okay. excited. Go oh, ahead. I know. Because I was like, damn, I ain't even think about Gina. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Marcus. Um, I just Marcus. said that he needed boundaries. I gave him a Z code of other physical or mental strain related to work and relationship distress with <laughs> spouse or significant Girl, other. <laughs> struggle. The struggle real. 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 Yeah. <laughs> he said, baby, MapQuest said it took eight. No, MapQuest said it took six. I got here at eight. <laughs> right. They calm down. And the fact that they referenced MapQuest. Oh, a time. <laughs> a time. A time ago. So, yes, I also added a Z code. So, I'll just add it onto your okay. list yep. of Z codes. Comma. Again, threat, threat of jobs because. <laughs> threat of jobs? <laughs> of job, job loss. <laughs> <laughs> come on back no come come back come back <laughs> come back what was the other one <laughs> I don't feel so good <laughs> ah bruh I could have sworn it was an S on <laughs> okay so it's threat of job loss <laughs> yes and um again the same reason because they were threatened on several different occasions of <laughs> losing their job basically so that's that's what I have for him. I didn't have nothing else. And if he were my client, again, like you said, I would work on boundary issues because baby don't cut none. Not I even with his wife. As, yeah, I was, I was going to say, I probably would only see him in couples counseling. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, honestly, because she's going to make sure that it happens because of her personality. Speaking of. Did you diagnose her with a personality? Yes, I did. No, not personality, oh. but I did diagnose her. 
Um, okay. Because, damn, Gina. <laughs> I diagnosed Gina with delusional disorder, jealous Ooh. type, currently oh. in a cute episode. <laughs> Bro, that's spot on. Oh my God. Wow. It ain't made no sense how she was doing my kiss. <laughs> Bro, he's like, I'm going to cheat on you in two minutes. She's like, hmm. Well, <laughs> we'll be the first time. Look, you'd be like, okay, meet me out here. I got two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, done. <laughs> <laughs> Do the prince moves <laughs> from Purple Rain and then be out. Dive back into the car. <laughs> Come down the steps. Uh, listeners, please check into our Purple Ray episode. <laughs> the way he flew down those stairs into that car, baby. I just need one good time. One time. My answer falls down I'll make sure that that happens for you. Um, but <laughs> for the criteria <laughs> that I felt that she met was the, uh, the presence of a delusion. And it seems like it definitely was for a longer time. Like, this is not he referenced do you know who my wife is so we can assume that this is you know a normal occurrence Mm -hmm. um with jealous type the subtype applies when the central theme of the individual's delusion is that his or her spouse or lover is unfaithful Mm. she had no reason and i'm gonna tell you what the reason was what pushed her delusion even further and whose fault it was damn drusadoras now it's mm-hmm. me and you were sitting at brunch and, and your card get declined and it's oh he brought you he bought a, a four thousand dollar dress i'ma say well bitch duh he not gonna buy another bitch a four thousand dollar dress on the card y'all share he probably bought your stupid ass a dress right and i'd be like uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> now should he be spending four thousand dollars but i'll tell you no nah, but bitch, bitch you gonna be fly as hell on a four thousand dollar dress Ooh, but can- so like it, 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 you need people around who are going to constantly get you back into that testing of reality. You don't mm-hmm. need people that's going to feed into your delusions. And mm-hmm. indeed, but you know what that happens with people who are delusional is that you don't want your reality tested. You want somebody that's going to support your delusion. In which case, you surround your people with yourself with people who support your delusions. Just like that, I don't like it when Rosie tells me that Michael B. Jordan is not my husband. There's no reason for her to continue. <laughs> To negate that, <laughs> she could just go along with it. Why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> Is it old? It's not. <laughs> Very much reoccurring. <laughs> Certainly. You're right. <laughs> but if she was my client, I definitely would want to see her individual first and work our way up to couples counseling involving Marcus as well, because there are certain things that he could, um, he, it seemed like he did like take a lot of the blame for her delusion towards the end mm-hmm. and say, Oh, well, it's because I'm not appreciating you enough. No, sir. There's, there's no amount of appreciation that's going to tell somebody that, uh, to check MapQuest to see how long it takes for you to get from the bar to the house. But wait, but if it's eight o'clock in the morning, why are you at the bar? It, it was eight in the evening. It was eight in the evening. It was really light outside. It was. I mean, imagine it's summertime. Oh, it is summertime. Because they is. had on short sleeves and they chest out with their chest hair patches. Wanda Mela. <laughs> <laughs> and also it's the first it's the <laughs> Labor Day. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> it was
was the first of September because it's Labor Day weekend in the Hamptons and the who's who's are there. That makes sense. But shit, there's somebody going down at like two o'clock. They, that's not daylight savings time yet. Then yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You got point. You got point. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you gonna do? With Those you are know? all of the people that I gave a diagnosis to. Do I see her getting any better? I mean, Marcus is willing to tolerate it, so maybe we could get it to a, a level that's. Uh, just a little bit more healthier, but I always think it's going to, there's always going to be some questions. My concern is uh, what are the insecurities that are there? Why do those exist? Kind of get get into the deeper meaning of those. What is it that she's stuck on that has her um, kind of feeling this way that she is just believing that he needs to cheat? I think he's going to Kanye West her. And when he get on, he going to leave her ass for a white girl. I hate you. <laughs> no, but really, because I, I really do feel like at a certain point, he's going to get pushed. I'm going to give you the, the opposite side because you like okay. optimistic and I'm ready to be pessimistic. <laughs> he love that woman. And he, he going to leave her. He going to say, I need a divorce. Woman, you're crazy. Because you're not doing nothing but making me crazy. And then he's going to go after Lisa because they, they bonded and they, they want to no, hang out again. Up. No, no. Okay, no. fine. Tiffany. No. They bonded, and <laughs> and and now they're Tiffany, friends. Tiffany, the girl he was dressed up as. Oh wait, never mind. Not Tiffany. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so moving right along. She, <laughs> you never Brittany know. And Tiffany, <laughs> you never know. Never know. No, okay. Oh, no, no. It's Karen. It's Karen. No, you gonna go with Karen? That's he. That's all. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Bye. <laughs> What one? What you got to say? I just wanted to share that um, my first time I watched this movie, it was on a bootleg. And so when they, when the, the makeup artist come in and it says, where the white woman at? I assumed that that was just somebody in the audience yelling at the film. Oh, right. I was like, hmm? why did you so say that? It took until like me watching the movie after to recognize, oh no, that was a real part of the film. It wasn't just a loud audience member. Hmm. I wonder what I'm saying. I just felt like y'all should know that. Yeah, Thank you for that information. <laughs> Any final thoughts, friend? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really have any final thoughts. You sick, girl. You look like it. I can see it in your face. Anyway, if you would like to support the show to help us get more content out to you all, you can visit the website and follow <laughs> the support the show link to become a Patreon member or donate on our Cash App. Now, we are happy to get the kind of money that jingles, but we rather kind that folds. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the DSM Podcast, and you can subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. While you're there, go ahead and leave us a comment because we are counselors and actually care about what you have to say. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Okay, bye, you cinephiles.